0: Happy game day to you!
1: Oh, listen, there's many games on. I'm currently watching my Guardians. A pretty crazy play just happened. We're up three nothing on the Reds, um, and the playoffs. Yes, the playoffs. Don't ever say it's not the playoffs. That's rude. Uh, the Cavs had their first playoff game today against the Brooklyn Nets.
0: It is absolutely not the playoffs. Um, okay, nor- shit. you see this is just horseshit. Nor do the teams who play in the round of 68 but lose. They aren't March Madness teams, except well, for the 16 weird. seeds who actually – this is absurd Question. that they even have to do this. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Would you have said that if Notre Dame lost to Indiana? Or who would they lose yes. in 100, the uh, Rutgers. 100%. Yeah, right. I would not have counted that as making the tournament. 100%. I, that, I, I, I can't stand – Once upon a time, it was 65, which once again, they were having two 16 seeds play. If you win your conference tournament, I think you should have the auto in to the round of 64, even if you're just going to lose. Now, it may actually be more fun for those kids to play against other 16 seeds because it's actually more competitive for them. But still, I think it's absolutely ridiculous that they do that. And I did not think that the Blue Jackets beating the Maple Leafs in 2020, where they basically had 12 teams that they That's found right. eight to eight teams out of. That was not a playoff series victory. That was a COVID happened, and we need to figure out who's going to make the final eight. So that was not a playoff series victory for the Blue Jackets. Uh, Rutgers did not make the NCAA tournament, and the Cavs have not yet made the playoffs. Well, uh, speaking of that,
1: 2020 playoffs i do count that as a blackhawks playoff appearance so i just want that on the record but um <laughs> but the situation is and it's an, it, we're in an interesting situation because the Cavs have a distinct advantage that i'm not saying if, if they lose this game that's like oh shit but if they lose they pro- and then they beat the winner of the hawks and the hornets they would get the easier matchup because, to me, part because the Heat are the number one seed. To me personally, I would rather play the Heat as the A seed rather than play the Celtics as
0: the seventh seed. Um, well, I, that I don't know about, and we we've talked about this at length about how the Heat have everything except a scorer. Although uh, Oladipo just came back from injury, but he like just came back a couple weeks ago, so I don't know I how healthy he anything. is. So. If we're if, in that case, now Tyler Hero can shoot the lights out, as can Duncan Robinson, and I guess Tyler Hero, depending on depending on the day, whatever, uh, could be somewhat of a star. But they don't have a true scorer who's just gonna light you. Like they don't have a Kevin Durant, so right. they don't, and they don't have a Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum's had a very good year, um, although this is. Not his first good year. He's been known for a bit now. Um, I could see wanting to play the Heat as sort of a, uh, like, you know that there's not going to be one guy who's just way better than everybody who you have. Um, in fact, Darius Garland could quite possibly lead that series in scoring, so you would have the upper hand there. But
1: oh, don't, I don't tell know. ESPN that. Oh
0: yeah! No way. They made a graphic uh,
1: this morning. Not not a single cat. Oh, I, I on saw
0: it. it. I saw it.
1: Hmm.
0: Another one, another chip on this city's ever-growing shoulder. Hey, there's a uh, you. Baker Mayfield really embodied what Cleveland's all about the the heartland of America. The uh, yeah you know, chip on the shoulder, lunch pail to work, uh, first one Several in, last are being one seen. out. Except yeah. when people are saying mean things about me.
1: <laughs> does, does that
0: ever happen? Do people say mean things about you? No. Not on oh, Twitter. Dude. Especially not on Twitter.
1: Hello. Two dudes on motorbikes. Flying down my street. Anyway. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, Baker Mayfield. Eh, we don't need him anymore. We signed super nerd Josh uh, Dobbs.
0: Oh, yeah. That guy. That Isn't guy, he an aerospace
1: yeah. engineer or something? Like in his free time.
0: i don't like he's just like
1: unbelievably smart i know that for a fact i think he does like aerospace technology
0: that's a good question
1: i like he i I doubt because he probably's made a couple he's probably signed a couple decent deals with the Steelers for decent money so i doubt he would make more money off the field but he probably could if he wanted to yeah
0: if it's if it's like something he's passionate about like we know um we know a particular pitcher who was very fond of mechanical engineering, um, mm. you know, when it hindered his ability to participate in the playoffs, uh, despite well, the fact weird. that they won that, that. Well, yeah, that. Yeah, man, yeah, man. Yeah. They, yeah. No, they,
1: Shout they, out, won, um, they,
0: they won that playoff series. Yeah. Oh,
1: God, what's his name? Why am I blinking? Ryan Merritt. Shout out, Ryan Merritt.
0: Um, he started. What? Oh, he started.
1: No, so uh, Trevor Bauer tried to start his playoff game against the Blue Jays, and then but the stitches started, came out. Right? Yeah, his fingers started just gushing blood. So they, <laughs> they did a bullpen they did a bullpen game that game that day, and then I believe the clinching game Ryan Merritt, who I don't think made many other appearances other than that in his MLB career, um, got like pitched five innings and he like five no no run innings. Like he was
0: wiped out. Huh. That, that I um I vaguely remember the name. For, for whatever reason, when I whenever I think of the Indians in Toronto, I always think of Cody Anderson. I just there may have been one game that i watched that he pitched or something, <laughs> but I remember I was with my friend who is a, a huge Indians now Guardians fan, and mm-hmm. I uh and I remember he was like. Dude, watch this! Like Cody Anderson, he's gonna he's gonna run through three hats and two uniforms in this game because he sweats yeah, he so stays much. And, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was just uh, I, I don't know. He I don't know what was going on. I've always thought that Max Scherzer was the most intense pitcher I've ever seen, but Cody Anderson went out there and he maybe that was his uh, maybe he was ahead of the game because he knew that they were gonna start doing pitching checks, so he uh, right. just he created his own substance to put on the ball. Hmm. That's my um, theory.
1: How how big is your friend of a Stephen Kwan fan? Uh lately, very much so. Uh there's been I a do. lot of talk Unfortunately, about it. his streak ju- like two minutes before we hopped on here, his streak of consecutive pitches where he did not swing and where mi- he did not swing and miss just ended. At ninety pitches to start the season. He did not swing and miss.
0: That's really, really, really good. and,
1: and it was a check swing too. Like it was, like, one of those, like, ah, shit, I should have swung at that. Like, fully committed to that, but it was too late. Yeah.
0: Man, still, he ended a, up
1: hitting a sack fly in, in that at-bat.
0: I saw Oscar Mercado um, because my friend w- was uh, having a ball looking at some of the Guardian stats. So, oh, yeah. I, did see, I did see that the Guardians were leading the, uh, Major League Baseball on batting average uh, as and of run. yesterday. And uh, we also have Oscar Mercado leading the MLB in RBIs. Yeah, he's got
1: eight. That won't last because he's very bad at hitting. But uh, <laughs> it was always it was a shame because we traded somehow we acquired him from St. Louis. I don't remember how it may have been. Oh, well, that doesn't make sense. But somehow we acquired him from St. Louis. He just kind of appeared in the lineup one day in like 2018 or 19. And he just like went off for like two months, and then he just sucked.
0: Yeah, I remember him being really good, and us being like, "Well, maybe the Indians did find a good outfielder." Because know, was, that would have been awesome. If he because that be was the far time far. where it was like, I think, um, what's his name just left? Uh, Brantley had Brantley. just left, and the outfield was a disaster. And right. so it was Absolutely. like, maybe they actually found one guy, and it's like, nope, nope. They uh, they may have just been better off with. Right. Tyler Naquin being well, there I mean, because he was not worse than uh, the latest edition of Oscar Mercado. Tyler Naquin was pretty solid last year for the Reds. Uh, yeah, well, they had a lot of solid guys that, the are, that are now completely gone. Oh God. Yeah. I'm watching the Guardians game right now, too, so that's why
1: I'm coming. I had the Guardians minus one and a half. But um, I also had the Cavs plus ten and a half tonight.
0: I love that i can't believe that line did you buy a point because my friends in class today were talking about nine and a half uh
1: i i got i woke when i woke up I woke up early this morning and it was at I saw it at ten and i'm like all right i'm gonna I was gonna put two units on it, no matter what so i'm like all right i'm gonna buy half a point just so I can get that you know hopefully i'm on the right side of it if it comes down to it i'd rather have the hook in my favor
0: now the only thing. I I don't know. I don't even know what we want to call this category of stats, but the only thing that might go against you is that this is a Kyrie revenge game. If you want to, if you want to treat it as such. So there is potential here for Kyrie to go off. Yeah. Listen, I am apparently apparently coming back has been really bad for him because his stats have done pretty poorly since he's returned to full time, since they changed that. Uh, that know. ridiculous law about Kyrie right. basically not being able to, to play home games but being able to play Glad everywhere to else. Yeah. So, yeah, he, yeah, he's allowed to go to the ACC tournament and hang out in the first row behind the Duke bench, but he's the not most, allowed to actually stand on the court. Right. The
1: most ridiculous part about that rule is unvaccinated road players could play in Barkley. That was the yeah. most ridiculous part of that.
0: Yeah. Like it's. Like, uh, I don't get And it's also, it was also kind of ridiculous because now look, the rule itself was ridiculous, but I also don't like when people kind of blatantly show off how little integrity they have. And this was clearly done to save the New York Yankees because the Yankees I heard had a number of guys who were not vaccinated. Aaron judge being one of them seemingly because he gave that horrendous answer to the question, are you vaccinated? Um, Based off his answer, you would have thought that someone asked him like, "How was practice today?" Because he completely dodged it. But uh, also proving once again, and I don't have, I don't have a tremendous problem with this angle of it. That New York is a baseball town because, right? Um, Absolutely, long live baseball. I know everyone says it's going out of style, but the Yankees still matter in New York. It's happening. Oh yeah. So. so I'm glad that they overturned that, but just be careful and keep in mind. If they win, Kyrie's going to have a revenge game and then a revenge series. But oh yeah, against Boston. A, yeah, but they might play Toronto in the second round, and then I don't know if Kyrie's even able to go up to Canada for that. That's right. So he might be going straight back into the half and half deal. But the good news is the Raptors don't have anybody taller than six nine, so Kevin Durant might just be shooting every possession. That's right. I mean, somebody just was not eligible
1: to play in Toronto on a play. Oh, uh, Matisse Stiebel. Yes, him. Yes. Yes, that was right. I was like, oh, shit. If he can't play, that's like, I I don't know how many. Obviously, it's not it's not public record who's vaccinated and who's not. But that's that's going to be very interesting.
0: We're going to find out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, because. That would be so funny if Kyrie couldn't play in Toronto. Uh, it's actually especially since I think, they would have home I
0: think court. A scenario. Now yeah. I know that I know what the Nets' record is, but we know that they they have had a number of issues. Oh, for, yeah. Kevin Durant was out for a couple months, I think. Kyrie right. Irving has been on and off, so it's been a disaster. But I think the Nets. I, I hate to say it. I think they win tonight. Although I think the Cavs cover, and we know great teams cover, mm-hmm. but. I think Nets win and I think Nets beat the Celtics. And uh, oh by the way, the they Hawks the, play uh, tomorrow. And how yeah, they play the Hornets? They were in the Eastern Conference Finals last year, and now they're like their playoff lives, again, not in the playoffs yet. They may not even make the playoffs. Mm,
1: yeah. I feel like last year was just kind of like the East kind of sucked last year outside of Brooklyn and uh, Milwaukee. I guess yeah, and I, as long as Ben Simmons was in Philadelphia, I don't think they were winning shit. I don't think it. That's some. That's not me throwing shade at Ben Simmons because I still think he's a really good basketball player. It's just they didn't. He
0: didn't fit in there at all. Yeah, I. I guess I agree with that. I I, I don't know how, but his inability to shoot. Doc Rivers, by the way, it seems to be a tough coach to play for. Because he was throwing Ben under the bus in press conferences. He, he threw James Harden under the bus in a press conference a couple of weeks ago when um, somebody asked about the lack of bench production. And he, his answer was like, well, they didn't get many opportunities. And then he specifically cited James Harden as the reason why the bench players didn't get many opportunities to game. shoot. So uh, Doc Rivers seems to be a pain. but He's I, the most I, overrated I, coach ever. Yeah, he used to be like a really a big hallmark name when he, um, he was with the Celtics. And then he got... the Celtics he, were winning. He's like one of the only coaches I could think of who actually got traded. He was traded as the coach to the Clippers. Steve Nash was. Or uh, Jason Kidd was. Uh Brook- mm, Brooklyn, possibly. Milwaukee or the other way around. I don't remember which. Interesting. I And then we almost had broadcasters getting traded. There was talks about how you know, uh, Al Michaels might get traded to ESPN, which we obviously know now is not going to be the case. Um, no. But I, that was that was incredibly fascinating. But yeah, man, uh, Doc Rivers used to be a household name, and the and the Clippers also used to be pretty good. They um they always crumbled in the playoffs. But back when Blake Griffin was actually productive, they uh, right. Doc Rivers was one of the most. Uh, n- like noteworthy names in the NBA. I mean, he um... had some solid teams around him. I even think when he was in Orlando, like, didn't they have McGrady there? Who I was about to say there might have been a trivia question that we could have built built out of this Doc Rivers conversation. Wasn't Tim but Duncan there... supposed to?
1: It was something like Tim Duncan was going to sign with the Magic.
0: Yes. And but... then his
1: only stipulation was that he wanted to use a private plane or something, and Doc Rivers said no.
0: Uh, I'm pretty sure that was it. It had some. It had something to do with the plane. It may right. have been. It may have been family members on a plane or something right, like right, that. Right. Um, Let's see. We. It may have been Adam LaRoche 1.0. Uh, <laughs> Tim Duncan may have been trying to bring people onto the team plane. I'm not sure, but yeah. Doc Rivers said we're not doing that, and then Tim Duncan said, "All right, I'm staying." Uh, but geez. yeah. Uh, Tracy McGrady did tell that story about how it was supposed to be Tracy McGrady, Grant Hill, and Tim Duncan as the big three. Yeah, so in 2000, Duncan considered signing with the Magic to play alongside
1: Tracy McGrady and Grant Hill. Oh, man, that would have been a hell of a trio. But the deal never unfolded because head coach Doc Rivers denied Duncan's request to allow his family to join the team playing to go to games. I mean, it's Uh, Tim Duncan, dude. Yeah, but... I, that's also just weird. Well, uh, To be fair, was Tim
0: Duncan Tim Duncan
1: at that point? Like, I know he was a big deal, rookie of the year, NBA champion, all that, but...
0: No, he... Um, David Robinson was still there. So, there were... I don't even think he could be I, I mean, he was convinced always, that he was the best player.
1: Right, he was always that dude when he was drafted, but I don't know if he was,
0: like, Tim Duncan at that point in his career. Oh, no, no, no. He had... Let's see, he won five. He probably would have had two championships at that point. But, again, how many of – was he definitively the best player? I would have to go look at the finals. Probably one. Because he only one
1: won one with Robinson. Was it in
0: – I guess because it would have been
1: – the Knicks, right? The eight-seed Knicks in 99.
0: That's what I was thinking. But then I think Robinson also – 2003? Right, I gotta I gotta figure out which five years Duncan won the championship. It was obviously 2014, right? 2007 against the Cavs, mm-hmm. and then I think they went. Did they? I know Tim Duncan won back-to-back MVPs 0203, but they so they won.
1: They definitely beat the Knicks in '99. They beat the Heat in '14, the Cavs in 7. I believe. Uh oh, get out of here. Awesome. Um they beat um they beat Detroit once. Yeah, oh five. And they probably beat New Jersey.
0: Yeah, because New Jersey went back to back. Um, 02, they played the Lakers 03. and probably Spurs. Yes, it was the Spurs okay, so it was O three. So that did David Robinson make win two championships?
1: No. Robinson retired before oh three. He had to
0: look. I'm looking this up as we speak on David Robinson. His career. Uh no, two time champion. He was playing in oh three too. Oh wow. Was he actually was he actually getting those minutes in two
1: thousand three was he there like the um, David Robinson Memorial fifteenth spot of
0: him on the bench? Alright, so this is just oh, the no, regular. He was, he was a starter uh, really. uh eight point five points. Um no. Yeah. He was contributing.
1: Mhm 15 Definitely points showed up on the box score.
0: Yeah, he did. He wasn't He wasn't the uh scoring champion that he was in 1994, although no. Yeah. Even that that was kind of you know, if you want to throw the term Mickey Mouse out there because I think oh. that uh I think that 71 point game against the Clippers, I think that game was built for him to clinch the scoring title. So, we can talk hmm. about whether or not Uh, that was completely natural and genuine because I'm pretty sure the game plan going into that was, let's make sure David Robinson wins. (laughs) Yeah, seriously.
1: Uh, Oh, Joel Embiid just locked up the scoring title. That's right.
0: Pretty good for a center.
1: Yeah, probably not going to win the MVP, though. Uh, No, the other center might do that. Yeah, oh, no. Let me check the odds. I haven't looked at the futures here. 4-0 4 nothing, Guardians, another triple. We've been hitting like eight triples a game.
0: Uh, Who do you guys have in this new series?
1: Cincinnati for two, and then we have oh, high, day high. off. Yeah, and then we have day off, and then we have the home opener against San Francisco, which I will be there. Really? Yes, I will, and Tom Hanks is throwing the first pitch.
0: Get out of here. When's the a- last time the Giants have played in Cleveland? I don't know. That's a good question. I know
1: I looked it up. Barry Bonds never played in Cleveland. I was just curious one day, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I have I ever seen the Giants? I don't think I've ever seen the Giants play. That'd be a new team I've seen.
0: I actually have a Barry Bonds related trivia question set up uh, later in the show. Ooh, baby! Let's look at these futures real quick.
1: More um, player awards. Did they really take them off? They took. A- they don't have player awards up here anymore. That's cool. Um, the Suns are pretty heavy favorites to win the finals, though, plus two seventy.
0: Um. Oh man, I don't know. the The Bucks being a three seed. Yeah, the Bucks are dangerous. That doesn't exactly help, but I, I'm. I don't suspect the Bucks exactly attacked this regular season with as much. Ferocity as they otherwise would Being the reigning champions <laughs> Did you see because... um, The last game of the season
1: they were in Cleveland And they're, they're, People have been con- Accusing them of tanking which is correct Because they were still playing for the second Or third seed And if they would have played this, If they would have won against Cleveland They would have been the second seed over Boston And they would have possibly had to play Brooklyn In the first round So they played every scrub imaginable in, in the Cleveland game, like Kevin Love had like thirty-eight points in like twelve minutes, like that's not even an exaggeration. Oh well, he was just
0: a dead eye from three. I saw, I did see those highlights. And yeah, I didn't watch that game, but they did, they didn't have one starter play. Did you see who it was? Whom? Oh, uh, Drew it, Holiday. Yeah, Drew Holiday yeah. went out there for eight seconds, picked up a registered game to make a, a contract, uh, a little contract clause. Got paid about three hundred thousand dollars in bonus money for that one, for that one game, which was really eight seconds. And then he went and sat on the bench the rest of the game. I love it. I love when teams do that. I but guarantee man, you, really... he, his pregame warm up, his pregame shoot around was probably the most atrocious thing you've ever seen. Couple I beers, probably a couple <laughs> beers pregame. That's probably what went into it.
1: And a nice big meal, just kind of that's that's tight though. How he just hey, just check in and go foul.
0: Yeah, but like, I can't believe—I I really can't. How on earth the uh, the the Bucks are worrying about tanking to avoid the Nets? Like, did you not just beat them last year when they I had wouldn't James want to play Harden? The Nets. I mean, I it, it, wouldn't, but I also no, I, wouldn't I mean, be afraid of them.
1: Yeah, your consolation prize is um, who they play.
0: But they would also uh, get Chicago. to play the Celtics at home.
1: Yeah, they play Chicago in the first round, which. Without Lonzo Ball, I think Chicago is very weak just because he kind of brings that whole team together on both sides of the court. Like, he's not, like, the player on that team. That's obviously DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. But he's, like, kind of the glue that brings everything together.
0: Yeah. um, I guess But DeMar DeRozan, he's had such a good year. And he's going to be an All-NBA player, which – Easily, we can yeah. discuss again whether or not that the media voting for all NBA should get, determine how much money you make. Um, right. Pro- probably not, but I I definitely think that um, I I think the Bulls are a good team. I like Vucevic. Uh, he's I think he's a solid player. Now, obviously, having Alonzo Ball and having your entire starting lineup healthy would be a supreme help. Um, Actually. Especially,
1: oh, we actually- I don't think I don't think there's gonna be room for DeMar DeRozan.
0: Well, maybe not first team, but he'll be somewhere.
1: Oh yeah, he'll definitely be, but first team it's gonna be Jokic and Embiid, I think, are locks because I think Jokic is, is eligible to, as a forward. And
0: Which, so the locks, uh, how the locks are do they just Embiid? do whatever they want? Yeah, I mean
1: it's hard to see, because you can't leave one of them off, because those two were clearly the class of the NBA this year. Um, Nikola Jokic, Embiid, and Giannis are probably locks. I would assume Luka going to take one of the guard spots. And I think LeBron is actually eligible for guard. So he might get it, Steph Curry might get it, or DeMar DeRozan might get it. But if it comes down to Steph Curry, LeBron, or DeMar DeRozan, I think Curry or
0: LeBron is going to get it. How do you just be eligible to be a different position?
1: Yeah, it, you have to play a certain amount of games at the position, I think.
0: Who do the Bulls have in uh, round one? Milwaukee. Yeah uh, man, that's not gonna go well. But no. I uh no, the I wish them,
1: have, like, them well
0: third but team,
1: injuries. Man,
0: the let's see, we might have we might have Bucks and Nets two point oh in the second round, which is a disaster, in my yeah. opinion, that those weren't conference finals. But, you know, it's just that's just how the bracket works itself out. It's all predetermined. But those, yeah. I think, are going to be re- another really good series if we see that. So I'm really hoping, uh, for the sake of the playoffs, that the Nets are able to upset the Celtics. And I, I think they have a decent chance to do so. Who's the Celtics coach now? Uh, Ime
1: It's Ime something. It's like a really hard name to say. Well. Ime Udoka, that's right.
0: This is his first season, correct? Brad Stevens kicked himself up? Yeah, Brad Stevens
1: uh, promoted himself, I believe.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I love that. He was um, the
1: assistant with the Nets last year.
0: Okay, so. uh, Oh, so he's going to have all. Oh, this is going to be a perfect matchup for him. He's going to have all the answers. Mm. That's what I'm hearing. Too bad the
1: Celtics are going to be playing my Cleveland Cavaliers in the first round.
0: Oh, yeah, exactly.
1: Not having Jared Allen kind of sucks, though. Not going to lie.
0: Yeah, uh, I think the Nets might actually fare – well, I don't know about that. I was going to say they might actually fare better against the – The Heat because the Heat don't have anybody. You know, you could say what you want about Jimmy Butler. I don't think he can hold a candle to uh, to Kevin Durant. I I don't think the Heat can. Or Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Uh, Well, Jimmy Butler's tall, so maybe he can. But I I just think as far as much as the Nets are capable of scoring and like doing it in bursts too with their with their guys and Kyrie and Kevin Durant. I think that the Celtics would be able to compete with that better than the Heat. I don't know if the Heat could necessarily respond to a big run by the Nets having just a bunch of gritty players who play together as a team. Now they, they may do a better job of stopping the Nets from doing that in the first place. But when that happens, I don't think the Heat are necessarily built to play from behind like the way that the Celtics are. I know that, People have been talking about breaking up Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown basically since they came together. For uh, he's like every single. Reason. Yeah, everyone's like, hey, you know, these two don't work together. They're out. Um, well, they're still here, but Jason Tatum has definitively uh, set himself as the alpha in this situation. He's the number one guy, and I, I think that he's the type of he's capable of putting together an, his own scoring run. Uh, if if Kevin Durant or Kyrie's having one one of their episodes, which they they are very prone to doing. Um, by the way, I did see a stat that uh, Obi Toppin and Malik Monk and one other guy uh, who's not very relevant all have more forty point games this year than James Harden, who collected zero.
1: James hard James Harden is uh, obviously there. I don't know if you saw it, but um, an article dropped today about James Harden's time with the Nets, and basically the rift started when James Harden came to camp out of shape and Kevin Durant was, like, extremely annoyed by it. So that kind of of caused, like, isolation in the locker room, and that's kind of what led to it. Ben Simmons may be back for the playoffs, I think I read this morning. He won't be back for the play-in, but he could be back for the playoffs.
0: Well, first of all, I'm kind of team Kevin Durant. I think it's a little bit silly for James Harden to show up out of shape and then be annoyed that other people are annoyed with him. Yeah. Although this does, we we can make the point that Kevin Durant just wasn't patient enough because as we know, James Harden weight is uh James Harden's weight fluctuates by the day. So there was a very good chance that he would have just shown up the next day in perfect shape because that seems to be how it works with James Harden. Um, At right. least from the pictures on the internet, that's what we've seen. I, I feel like
1: James Harden is the vic- is a victim of just horrible camera angles every time.
0: Because he's, really
1: <laughs> yeah. he's really not that out of shape. He's just and, kind of a thick Z-
0: dude. So is Zeke. Ezekiel yeah. Elliott is always getting caught looking like he's way fatter than he actually is. Right. Although, I mean, I, I do believe that he's put on weight. But oh, I-, I don't think it's as bad as he looks. And part of it is the hair and the beard is that like now his face looks really puffed up and round just because of his facial hair situation. So he's not necessarily doing himself any favors, but.
1: He was ripped at Ohio State. Obviously he showed off his abs, but
0: he was ripped. Yeah. And then the NCAA said, uh, we're not going to do that anymore. Zeke. Yeah. We won't be having any of that. He just completely (laughs) just
1: dog walked Notre Dame in the fiesta bowl and Big bad NCAA, the biggest Ohio State haters there are out there, said no more fun from you guys.
0: Hey, man, I didn't have a problem with anything there. My uh, One of my friends, and to be fair, I didn't understand this at the time either, but I did not offer this. One of my friends who didn't understand point spreads offered <laughs> me a bet. He gave me 16 and a half points for Notre Dame, and uh, they lost by 16, so I got 20 bucks.
1: There you go. That's kind of an absurd
0: spread. But yeah, I, uh, I'm sure that the spread was actually much closer to like 10 or something. So I just got a free touchdown. I bet. And I always forget
1: Joey Bokes, got tossed in that game for a horse shit targeting.
0: Yeah. And, uh, Jalen Smith blew out his leg. Oh, yeah. He's, he, he, he set the market for all of this, uh, this, uh, holding out of bowl games. And the next year, it was, it was just McCaffrey and Fournette. Right. And, uh, then from there, it was just a. It, now it's become an avalanche of people not playing in bowl games. So right. that uh, that was actually a very important him. bowl game in history, if you think about it. It really
1: was. Um, I don't blame him at all. I I always have a my biggest grade with Urban Meyer ever is that he didn't let Cardell Jones get a single snap in that game.
0: Because that was uh, his last
1: college game. I was like, he didn't. No, they didn't give him a single snap. Because you remember at the beginning of the year,
0: they were rotating.
1: Eventually, yeah,
0: Cardale did JT... have some games that were just hint- – like, the Indiana game was right. like almost exclusively Cardale. Yeah, I, JT
1: Barrett kind of took over midway through the season. He did get suspended for drunk driving for a game. But um, um, it was eventually, like, at the second half of the year, it was the JT Barrett show featuring Cardale Jones every once in a while. But – um. You didn't get a single snap in the Notre Dame game. That always pissed me off.
0: Well, you know what? I wish Marcus Freeman would view things the way Urban Meyer did because we basically treated this year's Fiesta Bowl as the Jack Cone sendoff. And oh. we did not make any adjustments. We did not utilize our quarterback rotation like we usually did. We gave Jack Cone every snap. And then when Oklahoma State started to realize, oh, this guy can't run, and they just blitzed him like crazy. And he just made a fool of himself trying to escape the blitz. Uh, yeah, I didn't appreciate that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> listen, I didn't appreciate that game either because I bet heavily on Notre Dame. Well, that was, was a, a good
0: excruciating. first. And then there was the uh, the portion of the game where there were like a bunch of fumbles on the five-yard line. like both That's days. right. That w- oh, my goodness. And Dan Orla, I realized that that broadcast screw that they gave us was one of the worst that I've ever heard in my life. The Dan Orlovsky crew, whoever his play-by-play guy is, I don't yeah, know. He's not great. They, um, that was not very good play-by-play.
1: Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a big Dan Orlovsky guy. I liked him in the beginning, and then he's kind of being engulfed by his personality at this point.
0: <laughs> he thinks that he's more important than he actually is.
1: Yeah, because in the beginning he would just like, hey, this you he would just give analysis, like just analysis, but now that he's like on that NFL Live with, like, Mina Kimes and Marcus Spears and that whole disgusting crew. Um, kind <laughs> of um Yeah, that NFL Live is terrible. Yeah, Most of the ESPN shows are unbelievably terrible.
0: Yeah. So for first ES- on Wednesdays. Uh, yeah, that's right. Good afternoon, everybody. Um, man, ESPN used to be – the absolute apex of sports media oh, yeah. to the point to the point where like we didn't even like it didn't even register in our heads as kids that there were other options because ESPN is right. just a complete monopoly in this business. But as we've grown older, I've just I, I've looked at ESPN entirely differently and I'm just like, man, they do some things weird and they they the people that they have on there. Like, I feel like the talent isn't nearly what it used to be. They don't have, and part of it's just because we, you know, we get older, and then everybody always thinks that whatever the way things were when they were kids, that's always best. But I'm sorry, like I, I don't know, Brent Musburger is not at, at is not working for you anymore. Chris Berman isn't working for you anymore. Like they, they, they lost their fastball.
1: I have breaking news.
0: Oh, I'd like to hear it.
1: Stephen Kwan just recorded another hit.
0: Oh man, I did you see the breaking news like an hour before this podcast? The... Gottfried? Yeah, I was devastated. I was like, Yeah, man. that was
1: a gut punch. Well, I was I, like, Damn. I, I shouldn't say because devastated. So, somebody but... retweeted a picture of um or uh, uh one of Gottfried's tweets uh, when Norm McDonald died. And he's like, just got. I, I was just listening to one of his shows and like the post is something like, post shows hanging out with all the guys is always the most fun. And it was a picture of Godfrey, uh, Norm Macdonald, and uh, Bob Saget. I was like, "Damn!"
0: Yeah, man, what in the world? But that was oof. I've uh, I've really been getting into the. Uh, this is a ridiculous thing to be getting into, as if like these just happened yesterday. But I've been going down the wormholes of on YouTube of the Comedy Central roasts, and he had that been in great. a couple. So I've uh, I I've, I've made. I've grown very close to in my head the uh, the comedians that appear on there, and I'd like them to bring it back. I know that they paused a co- they had they had one lined up that COVID killed, but I mean, come on, it's 2022 at this point, so like like we should definitely be getting back into it at this point. There's gotta be one this year. Um, so Comedy Central, if you could get on that, please, thank you very much. Let's look that up. Comedy Central.
1: I haven't seen a Comedy Central roast in forever.
0: I think the last one was Justin Bieber, I guess. I remember that one. And that was just Justin Bieber and a bunch of rappers plus, like, Shaq and Kevin Hart. I remember uh, the they The last were there. one they
1: did was Alec Baldwin.
0: Oh, wow, yeah. That was, um, for Nikki Gl- Blake Griffin was in that one, and he was pretty good. That's right.
1: Blake Griffin's low-key very funny.
0: Yeah, he is. He um I, I think he's done like open mics or whatever, but he he's pretty good. I enjoyed him. Um they uh they beat him up pretty good, but he gave it back and he, he was he was clever. Robert De Niro was at that one. And um let's see. Looking, let's see. they brought out Alec Baldwin's daughter to basically talk about how they have no relationship. That's the part <clears> of this <throat> stuff where I'm like all right. At some point, there has to be a limit to I know that it's it's all for entertainment and it's all fun. But if, like some of that stuff, if it's like real, like parenting issues, I I, I don't uh, I don't like seeing them going up there and just telling a bunch of jokes that we all know kind of aren't jokes. Right. So I'm just yeah, like, oh, my
1: gosh, that's big uh, roasted Baldwin, Bruce and Descending Order. Alec Baldwin, Bruce Willis, Rob Lowe, Justin Bieber, James Franco, Roseanne Barr, Charlie Sheen, Donald Trump, David Hasselhoff, Joan Rivers, Larry the Cable Guy, Bob Saget, of Flav, William Shatner, Pamela Anderson, Jeff Foxworthy, and Dennis Larry. Yes.
0: Um, man, I did not realize that they had done that many since the Justin Bieber roast. But
1: yeah. They, uh... well, they only do them every once. They used to do them like once a year. Now they do them every once every couple of years.
0: Well, that is crap because they're hilarious. They get all they all get tons of views on social media. Now Donald Trump replaced Kid Rock because Kid Rock demanded Same that thing. it take place in Detroit. So and he's <laughs> like, It's gotta be in my hometown of Detroit if we're gonna do this and they uh they did not Comedy Central did not agree to it, so they replaced it with Donald Trump, but I I I'm back at like, it, that's
1: a lateral move.
0: <laughs> hey, I like Kid Rock. Although I I don't know what people would make fun of him for aside from switching music genres every Uh-oh. 2 years. Uh, the, uh He's breaking news. Oh, and uh, pretending to be a Michigan State fan, pretending um, to grow up poor when he
1: grew up insanely rich is always so funny. Kid Rock? Oh,
0: he grew up in a mansion. I did not know that Kid Rock's childhood home. He kind of looks yeah, look. like
1: he grew up. Look up, up Kid Ford, Rock's but... childhood home. It's like he grew up on like three hundred acres. Like not a mansion, but he grew up on like. I can see a
0: basketball court. Oh boy! All right. How how do you know this? Like, how did you even know? To well, somebody
1: somebody was roasting. Kid Rock on Twitter, and when people roast people I don't very much like, I tend to go down rabbit holes and just look at them. But, um...
0: I see a I, tennis like, court and two chimneys on yeah, the house. look at that. Dude was living on...
1: Dude practically lived in, the, like, the state of Michigan was practically his.
0: Yeah, uh,
1: Did he grow Is he one of those phonies that just wasn't from Michigan either? Like... Machine Gun Kelly isn't from Cleveland. He's not. No, he, he he like grew up and went to high school in Arizona. Uh, well, that just doesn't make any sense. He wasn't born in Cleveland. I know that.
0: Um, he was born in Michigan. Give me, a, give me a high school. Come on. Um, th- oh, this is ridiculous. In the 1980s, he became interested in hip hop, began to break, say, break dance, and taught himself how to rap. Like, yeah, no kidding. Hmm. Like, no, no one has like, there aren't rapping instructors just waiting to give lessons to people. Of course. Oh, he he transferred to Cleveland when he was in high
1: school. He transferred to Shaker Heights High School. That's right. But he was oh,
0: so he was there for like two years.
1: Yeah, he didn't grow up in Cleveland. Okay. Well,
0: all these uh, like
1: I don't hate Machine Gun Kelly for that, but just
0: you know, he says, oh yeah, he's from Cleveland. No, he is not. We need to give more representation to the Paul brothers, who are Agreed. actual. Who are actual? They the need Cleveland to be real ambassadors bred. for Cleveland, and not someone who just gets Interstate seventy-one tattooed on his back. <laughs> the
1: Paul brothers, Cleveland's finest brothers.
0: Uh huh. They really well, went well, to school
1: in my one of my rival schools. Ain't that something.
0: Ain't that a thing. Their cousin
1: went to my school. Really? Looks exactly like him. Except he's mixed, but...
0: <laughs> but same big-ass chin, same face. Hey, speaking of... uh, Well, I, I hate to, to bring this all down, but speaking of death, uh, yeah. I was... I won't say I was devastated, but I was certainly caught off guard by the news of Dwayne Haskins. That was, I, I don't know. That was just odd. That one, yeah. That that's one of the few ones where,
1: like, when you read the official death announcement, it's just a punch in the gut. Like it, like, it's not as bad as some, like when Kobe Bryant died. Like that was world stopping. But when Dwayne Dwayne Haskins died, that was like, holy shit. Are you
0: serious? Yes. And not to not trying to give myself an Adam Shep for a moment, but the reason that it no, wasn't brother. that was because I, he just wasn't as big of a name, but certainly in Columbus he is. Because, yeah, for us. It's yeah. Different. So – Specifically me, but – Yeah. I'm like, maybe, yeah, i I'm just saying, like, it's not like – I don't think CNN – well, maybe they did. I don't know because he they was an was NFL player. Right. But right. I, I don't know. Like, I don't think international news – are going to be covering Dwayne Haskins, but it's certainly in Columbus, it's a an enormous deal because he was kind of the first. He was the first of this new sh- new strain of NFL type quarterbacks that Ohio State hadn't really had. We right. can argue about whether or not Terrell Pryor was, but that was still that was still eight nine years prior to Dwayne yes, Haskins. So there was a significant gap of the. More Urban Meyer style. I know that he played under Urban Meyer, but still, the style of quarterback that was a you know a read option type guy, a, a running, a real running quarterback. But Dwayne Haskins was a a real pocket passer. I I saw somebody on Twitter who was way too emotionally in the moment, su- suggesting yeah. that Dwayne Haskins was the Steph Curry of the Big Ten, and he changed the way that the yeah, Big saw Ten that. played football. I. I I, I saw that and said, "Oh yeah, Iowa really came out the next year after after 2018 and decided that they were to develop an air raid offense." But yeah, uh, that, he he certainly was a bit of a pioneer, at least within Ohio State itself. Oh yeah, I, I don't, I'm not going to suggest the entire conference mocked you know, uh, or created some sort of mimic of the Dwayne Haskins offense, but not, but well, I mean, Justin any- Fields and C.J. Stroud, man, those guys. Um, I, I wonder maybe maybe that's Ryan Day's doing, but regardless, it's still uh, it was he was still the first of that style of quarterback, and now I think that's going to be what uh, Ryan Day looks for in the future. Right, and, uh, Ryan he Day was big first number 14. one. Yes, he
1: when did. But Myers was suspended. But um, yeah, to that tweet you were just mentioning, like, has any good quarterback other? Has there been any good quarterbacks in the Big Ten that haven't come out of Ohio State recently?
0: Um, any good? No, any good? Not,
1: like, like draft-wise, like prospect-wise, uh, I should say.
0: Because Dwayne Haskins
1: was not a good. Cause Dwayne Haskins wasn't a good NFL quarterback, but he no. was. Ohio State just didn't have top guys
0: you know, coming into the draft. Yeah, I, I. I can't think of anybody at the top of my head who was a Big Ten guy who was, um. So he may have been one of the one of the biggest Big Ten draft prospects. Period, and, and he he went fifteenth. Justin Fields went eleventh. Hey,
1: hey. So I
0: mean, he's he's up there as one of the highest drafted Big Ten quarterbacks in recent history.
1: Yeah, I mean, you said Big Ten history. I I thought you meant like, well, he had two of his teammates go before him in that draft, so.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, recent Big Ten history, yeah, as far right, as the right, right, quarterback right. position goes, but yeah, I um, I know things didn't work out with him in the NFL, and there are. I always thought, like, I always wanted to see
1: him get one more chance. Just get, just, I, I I wanted him to get a chance in Pittsburgh.
0: Um, I don't know if he was going to. I certainly. I didn't think he was going to, and then when they brought in Trubisky, I was like, okay, that's really not going to yeah. happen. I, I think that was kind of the writing on the wall that he was just going to be a backup, but I, uh, man, Dwayne. He you know, definitely yeah, would have got a shot somewhere. I I don't think so, just because I think that, I think the NFL, they, they work quickly now, and we can argue about whether that's right or wrong, but. I think they make really quick decisions on quarterbacks and I don't know if anybody was going to put him in the starting lineup when it's almost like it's better to have, to be someone who has never been relevant and you're just an unknown than to be someone who was once relevant and was proven to be bad. Like I I don't think anybody is ever going to have any interest in giving Josh Rosen a second chance just because he's young. Right. Right. I, I, I just, I don't think so. Um well now I, I, I don't know how many teams were interested in him aside from Pittsburgh. So this was this past season was his first season in Pittsburgh and I, I don't know, I assume that he signed for let's just say a two year deal. So this was gonna be his last year. I have no idea what would have came of it. Um if he would have seen the field. I have no idea if uh, after that, um, if if teams have been interested in him, but uh, certainly, one of the biggest QB prospects in recent history. Um, the 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 Giants ended up going with Daniel Jones, who I mean, w- w- regardless, sure. yeah. I mean, he's. I, I don't think that they're going to be bad. sticking with him for a long time. So, so basically interchangeable at the sixth overall, fifteenth overall, uh, particularly in that draft. But um, I I do think that. Uh, the position of the Ohio State quarterback, and I, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to take all of my Dwayne Haskins praise and then flip it into J.T. Barrett hate. But I, 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 I'm, I'm being careful. I'm being careful. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I, I do think that Dwayne Haskins was the first quarterback to really open the eyes of Buckeye fans in terms of. What it means to be a good, really good college quarterback versus being a really good quarterback. What it means to be able to throw the football down the uh, field. Th- yes, exactly.
1: Now I always. I know uh, that was awesome. Uh, I was watching Dwayne Hatson's like, wow, this is tight. I like this.
0: Yeah, he's uh, he's throwing the ball more than ten yards. He's he's being aggressive. Uh, so he's I. Not uh, running up the middle every play. Yeah, um, and although Urban Urban tried. Urban, oh. the first half of the year, Urban Meyer about once or twice a game was basically forcing Dwayne Haskins to do some QB draws, and apparently those were the only games of the year that Stephen A. Smith was watching because he came out and oh, said, baby. "Hey, Dwayne Haskins, you better be careful. You better watch his legs. He's a he's a really good runner." <laughs> so <laughs> he ran for three but, touchdowns against Maryland. Yeah, you forget. And then, and then um, we, we can we can. Reminisce about the entire 2018 season. We can
1: rehash how
0: Urban Meyer was the most predictable quarterback ever when he brought in Tate Martell in the red zone, uh, as if Tate Martell was going to do anything other than run the football. But that was, uh, I I do think that, and I noticed this just from being in the stands in 2017 versus, uh, you know, growing up here my entire life, I noticed that B- Buckeye fans got a little bit smarter when Dwayne Haskins uh, entered the game. And I i mean, just at the end of games in 2017, when he came in at blowouts, I, uh, I-, I, you could tell that there were some Buckeye fans going like, uh, you know what? Uh, 16. Yeah, same uh, know, he- yeah. 16's good. But th- this seven guy is actually like, it looks different when he throws the football is basically, uh, basically what was going on. So, I appreciate that Dwayne Haskins made Ohio State fans a little bit smarter. And I, I don't say that sarcastically. I actually do appreciate. I, I think that Dwayne Haskins was good for the sport and the sports town in general.
1: At least for the program.
0: Yes. And I like that you said program. I love saying that. I
1: don't know why. <laughs> it's it's a, such a college football thing. It's the program. It's not the program.
0: Exactly. And Ryan Day also, speaking of uh coaches who force their quarterbacks to do things that they aren't built to do. Uh, oh. I wonder how I wonder how many CJ Stroud read options that we're gonna be forced to watch this season where CJ Stroud the... just does not hand the ball or just does not pull the ball. Keep it and yeah. there's nobody in that empty space. Hey, he's gonna run for twelve hundred yards this season. You watch. I I have I have friends already deciding that uh, Ohio State's going to win the national championship, and CJ Stroud's going to be the number one overall pick. They're already are already going, and these are not fans who are usually optimistic. These are usually hesitant fans who think that the SEC is just always going to they're going to get the Big Ten at the end of the day. But they're um I, I don't know. So there's something going with this uh, CJ Stroud and Ryan Day duo. The the fans are getting excited, is what I'm hearing. I looked up CJ Stroud forty time on Google, and the first result and
1: people also ask is, "Is CJ Stroud fast?" <laughs> well, athletically, I... Stroud isn't fast, is what this article says. But he is capable of making plays with his legs. I feel like that's every quarterback in the history of football.
0: I mean, he he is capable. He's a, yeah. He has legs. I can confirm. Yeah, listen, I I've seen them both of them. Uh, yeah, with your own two eyes. Right and left. Exactly. Uh. <laughs> yeah, Dwayne, had, that was, that sucks
1: so bad. I You said you brought up Adam Schefter. The race to see who could be the most empathetic after somebody dies is the worst part about us being able to speak freely.
0: It is the worst. I agree with you very – oh, my the, God. Hold she, on. I, I, I actually – okay, actually, no, I'll let you finish because I'm going to take the conversation somewhere else and call out somebody else who oh, – I, I, I genuinely genuinely think, despite his good intentions, I think completely embarrassed himself and embarrassed a, just, just his entire generation of people because he played oh, a lot yeah. of stereotypes. You know exactly who I'm talking to because right. this guy has the reputation of only caring about social media. We'll get to him in a second, but I'll let you finish. Um,
1: yeah. What Shifter said was definitely in tone deaf, but he, he obviously didn't mean it. But, and just the whole like, everyone's rushing to like, hey, not now when like they're posting something about Dwayne Haskins that just isn't like, oh, rip Dwayne Haskins when they're like, I made I made a joke, like a lighthearted joke, when I post I posted a video of his highlights against Michigan, and I said Jesus Christ himself would not have been able to save Michigan from Dwayne Haskins that day. And somebody DM'd me is like, this is very insensitive. I'm like, dude, no, it just <laughs> isn't. It just isn't. Shut up. It's... It just is like we don't all have you don't have to be the most empathetic person. You could set you could be sad about it you can say nice things about him and you can remind and you can post and talk about your favorite memories of the guy. You don't, you don't have to be the, this isn't the time guy. You don't, you just don't have to be that
0: person. I I agree with that a hundred percent because I'm just, I'm typically, I know that I said that, I, and I did have to correct myself. I had to police myself because I heard it come out of my mouth, and I'm like, no, that's not fair. When I said I was devastated about Gilbert Gottfried's death, I was surprised and disappointed. I was not devastated. Right. So I was correcting myself because we don't know these people personally, although we do have memories attached to them, and I do understand that that has internal value, and I'm not trying to take away from that because I 100% get that. But I do think – I, my, my skin did crawl a little bit when when I saw Schefter's tweet, but it was more of a, how could you be so stupid than, right. oh my gosh, this actually offends me. And I wonder how many people who were getting on Schefter were in either crowd. I wonder how many people were actually offended by the tweet and how many were just like, dude, you're an idiot. But the way that they called him out, and we're like, oh, you're a trash human being. Was even though they weren't actually personally offended, they just thought that it was wrong that he did that. And I, I again, I don't think Adam Schefter. Although I have raked him over the coals about 17 times over the past six months because he just can't get out of his own way. And at this point, it's a little bit amusing to me to root against him. So when when he screws up, I'm not exactly I'm not exactly feeling sorry for him. And this is also just like a how in the world did you not catch this when you, as you were typing it out? But so the, the self awareness is low and I make fun of Adam Schefter a lot um recently and it's all been warranted in my opinion. But no, I don't I don't think he should be fired for this. Although I I, I was actually I was actually way more upset with his overcorrection of I don't know if you saw this. I actually watched, the, listened to the entire video, and he, people were calling him out for this too. Which I, I'm honestly not even upset at him for this, but he tweeted out like a, a screen, ca- a three-minute screen capture of like his his podcast where he he opened his podcast with an apology and basically a like a a one-minute apology and then a two-minute celebration slash eulogy and the part that I, I genuinely, genuinely believe that he was sorry. I don't think that he was trying to dance well, quite literally dance on Dwayne Haskins grave, but I, the, the two minute eulogy that he offered was all about how Dwayne Haskins was a great guy and he was a great man and a great, great dad. Cause I know he's got a, a little one now, but it was there was a lot of stuff in there, especially it, it was clearly stuff that was was fed to him from sources, and he he specifically cited them because he was talking about how he, he said there were people within the organization who thought that he was he was finally going to get his chance to compete for the starting job this year, and it started to transition into how Adam Schefter was all of a sudden really hopeful and optimistic about Dwayne Haddison's career. I'm like, dude, we know you don't believe that, and yeah. that's fine because. I don't even think you should believe that Dwayne Haskins was going to become the starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but you don't have to all of a sudden put out this giant virtue signal of now, like, hold on guys. I, I really liked him all along and I was really (laughs) hopeful. Like, no, like just take the apology is fine. Now people were saying, Oh, look at you. Like any chance to promote your podcast, huh? And I've just, that was more of just probably Adam Shepard thought that was the easiest way to tweet it out was like well i already said right. this so instead of having to make another video of me saying this i'll just i'll just post what i've already produced so i don't even have a problem with that but he was very obviously trying to overcorrect his mistake and and show everybody just how just how much he really did appreciate Dwayne Haskins like dude you didn't think much of his career fine like you should apologize for saying it. you don't have to all of a sudden try to convince us that you were actually like really up, that you were about to draft him in your fantasy football league next year or something like that. Yeah. One, like, one. G- g- like, come on. You believe in that? Yeah. But, uh, um, D- dynasty league pick. Yeah, seriously, But, um,
1: yeah, there was nothing Shepter could have said in his apology that people would have like been on his side because he, these past couple of months, he's made a couple stupid comments, but, um, and this one's obviously the, the biggest blunder, but uh, I, I, I I definitely have some tweets out there bashing Dwayne Haskins just because it's the way I watch sports and the way I talk about sports is very satirical and I was a big JT Barrett fan, so I, I obviously have tweets and I, I prefer running quarterbacks at Ohio State, so that's why I was always kind of annoyed with Dwayne Haskins as the starting quarterback that year, but it's uh, because I felt the offense was really flat that year. Or not flat, but it just—it felt like it was missing something that year. But um,
0: yeah, that was—you yeah, needed more whole... Tate Martell. Yes, yeah. Listen, Urban Meyer agreed. <laughs> he most definitely did. Uh, if he had it his way, Tate Martell would have been out there every single play. If if he was the only coach on staff and he didn't have any uh, assistant coaches, he definitely would have just been like, you know what, I don't. No no one can tell me I can't do this. No he definitely would have had Tate Martell out there some more. I kind of wanted Tate Martell to be the starting quarterback that year. Oh my gosh. The hype that he oh my god and Quinn Ewers the the is Quinn Ewers going to is he going to start? Oh, is he Well, he just played Ohio State.
1: He just played the system. It just so happened that Ohio State was his victim.
0: Yes, although you had people in like, at the end of the season, is Quinn Ewers going to beat out C.J. Stroud next year? Like, are we going to no. have a quarterback go to the Heisman ceremony and then not start week one the next year? Like, there, you hilarious. know that there were actual people saying that. This, this, this hype train. I mean, which, to uh, be
1: fair, we had a quarterback win the national championship game. And until the Ohio State took the field against Virginia Tech, we didn't know who the starting quarterback was going to be.
0: Uh yeah uh,
1: okay That's... that was obviously different
0: but well yeah because but that was J T Barrett and Cardale Jones both coming in with and actually Bradford. proven success that would have been Quinn Ewers coming in with a really good reputation from high school and a a bleach blonde mullet yeah that thing was gross <laughs> it still is
1: it wasn't was it is it's disgusting. Yeah, thank God um, those people, those NIL deals didn't actually start distributing blonde uh, wigs like they said they were going to.
0: Yeah, and then and then he goes to Texas, and then everyone's talking about, oh wait a minute, is is Quinn Ewer? Are Quinn Ewers Texas and Arch Manning gonna have a big quarterback battle in two years? Like what? Arch
1: Manning's going to Alabama,
0: which is really disheartening if he does. by the way. Yeah, well, Georgia is about to have a fire sale of quarterbacks if he commits there. Because they have two guys now, Brock Van de Griff and uh, Gunnar Stockton. Right. I think, I think Van de Griff was a freshman this year. Stockton's about to be a freshman. Two really, really high profile recruits at quarterback. And they're going to have a really high profile competition in the future. But Stetson Bennett's coming back. Then if Arch Manning commits to Georgia, now it's just what are we doing? So it is going to be a – you're going to have people knocking on Georgia's door trying to pick up the scraps. So that is actually a really a really big quarterback competition to watch. But it was Texas, Alabama, Georgia, and Ole Miss, although I, I did hear rumors um, – I'm not trying to sound like an insider. I just can't remember who I heard say this uh, – that he expanded his his pool of teams out to also include LSU and Florida, which – uh, with two new head coaches, I'm not really sure why he would want to include them. Uh, Billy Napier coming from Louisiana Lafayette, although I think they actually dropped the Lafayette. So now they're just the Louisiana Raging cages. Yeah. But uh, he now goes to Florida to pick up off of one of the worst seasons in Florida, in recent Florida history, um, that Dan Mullen had completely unraveled. And yeah. now, Brian, and now if. Arch Manning goes to LSU, he's not going to be able to get in the door without doing some sort of handshake, some secret handshake and dance routine with Brian Kelly. Oh, so I, I, I don't know why those were the two teams, especially when Texas A&M will b- pay you Jimbo Fisher's salary to come play for you. So hmm. uh, I'm not exactly sure why those two teams were the ex- made the expansion, so to speak, but um, that's what's going on with Arch. I I think I saw that too. That
1: Florida and LSU are on his radar, but he took Clemson off his radar.
0: Yes, he did. That's correct. He does have an offer from Notre Dame? Yes. Um. The uh, I forget what year it was, but I, I think it was last summer. Gosh darn it! This C.S. Suzuki guy for the Cubs hit, has two home runs yeah, against us. Um against the Pirates, but um, he did, I think it was last summer, Arch Manning did basically like a whole summer-long college tour thing, and that, that was where everybody saw that that throw with the, the ball flip in his hands at Clemson. Oh, yeah. That, that broke the internet for, for an evening. Um, he, he, he only visited two schools in the Midwest, uh, and those were Ohio State and Notre Dame, so he, 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 he was in at the Ohio, building. Ohio State, though. That doesn't make sense well because i think ohio state kind of knows at
1: this point that they're not going to get them
0: yeah and that and they also have a ton so they're like you know what it's if we don't get arch manning although if arch manning called and said hey i'm interested in you guys can you offer me they will they will let go uh, of easily Kevin yeah so immediately <laughs> just, just Almost everybody's immediately. everybody's gone yeah
1: i yeah i wouldn't hate at all if arch manning Decided to be a Buckeye, wouldn't no, no. he? <laughs> no, no, no,
0: nah, no. I wouldn't Although be offended LSU, by it one bit. LSU well, I mean,
1: I would does, t- does make sense for him because he's from Louisiana.
0: Yeah, and no, I was shocked because they were so late into the rumor mill. So I, I would have thought that they would have been here sooner. Right. I yeah, but I mean, there's
1: still he's still got time. He is. It's thirty-six point seven percent to Alabama, thirty point two percent to Texas twenty five point nine percent to Georgia. And then the fourth team is Ole Miss at one point eight percent. Obviously those mean nothing right now, but
0: the only benefit that I see with Alabama all of a sudden turning into the school that actually recruits NFL quarterbacks because they uh they they were like Ohio State and that they were they had NFL players everywhere and then just like college players that you might see as analysts in a couple of years. Uh, but now both of those schools are turning into quarterback hubs, which is dangerous for everybody else. But especially Alabama, because they've already won so many, and now all of a sudden, you know, in comes Tua, then Mac, Well, although Tua and Mac, and I guess Jalen Hurst before that, but he didn't look anything like an NFL quarterback when he was at Alabama. And to be fair, uh, he doesn't look very much like an NFL quarterback now. Uh, even as he's dressed up in a Philadelphia Eagles uniform. But uh, Tua and Mac, and then uh, Bryce Young and soon to p- possibly Arch Manning, not very good uh, for teams who are trying to break through and maybe win a national championship. But the, the good news is Brian Kelly is never going to win the SEC East, and that is A-OK with me. Another reason yeah. not to expand the college football playoffs is to never allow him to get in with three losses. Would you like a Carnell Tate update? Yes, although the fact that you're even going to give it to me makes me concerned that he's leaning Ohio State. Yeah, so he is leaning Ohio State
1: 53.9% according to On3. Notre Dame is down to 7% because Tennessee is up to 37%. Oh,
0: my gosh. How? how? Oh, it's that that QB that they just got. I don't know how they even did this. But they pull somebody out of Long Beach Polytechnic High School, which is, uh, yeah, Nico Iamaliava. He's the same class as Arch Manning. Yeah, he is like this island sounding name. So you instantly think he's going to Oregon or something. And Oregon was, I think Oregon was in his final three. And he chose Tennessee. And now all of a sudden we got receivers out the wazoo trying to go play with him. But we have, uh, we have Dante Moore, who is out of Detroit, which I, I mean, I'm so fed up with these Minnesota Vikings. If they just hired Jim Harbaugh, that would have completely wrecked Michigan. And then Dante Moore would for sure not be going to Michigan. Although, I, I'd still like to hold out a little bit of hope. Dante they might Moore Notre Dame.
1: Is currently 89% to Notre Dame. The next highest team is Oregon at 3.5%.
0: Oh, all right. I, I like that. I, we need him to commit like now because he's jumped up, man. He's, he's, a, he's a top 10 recruit, according to rivals at least. But he, um, he he's getting a lot of buzz. And Notre Dame fans are all – like they're all changing their profile pictures on Twitter to like his, <laughs> his recruitment photos. Because the, Notre Dame Twitter is going after this guy so hard right now. And if he commits to Notre Dame – I'd like to think that Cardinal Tate's numbers are going to adjust. And all I can think about is, my gosh, if Brian Hartline just took Marcus Freeman's offer and came to coach at Notre Dame, national championships would come. But, um, unfortunately, he's still at Ohio State, so that's not very good for us. Sure is. i uh I got to say, I-, I wouldn't hate it. Speaking of not hating things, I would not hate it whatsoever. If uh, Brian Hartline left Ohio State to come coach at Notre Dame, that would uh, that I would be, hate that tremendously. That, that'd be fine with me.
1: You already took Laurinaitis. You don't need any more Buckeyes.
0: Yeah, I um, I don't know what his position is. I think he's like a low-level defensive guy, but he'll make his way up and be a linebackers coach. But
1: he's not I doing his hope...
0: radio show anymore, is he? No, no, he's done. So it's a Bishop and friends which means it's just – it's both Bishop with rotating cast until they find the next uh, full-time co-host. Maybe A.J. Hawk. Uh, he's a little bit busy on a much more successful show. Yeah. No, I was just saying, because aren't they – no, they're not
1: the morning show. Never mind. They weren't. Or were they? Nine to noon. Yeah, that wouldn't work. Well, he's on Pat McAfee at one, so could theoretically work.
0: Probably wouldn't want to. Okay, so what is McAfee's show? Is it noon to three? Because I always see, or is it noon to three on Mad Dog Radio? But then it's they noon to three going. on the
1: radio, and then they stay on for like thirty-ish minutes to like an hour on YouTube. Just
0: BSing and talking. Yeah, just kind of BSing. Well, that's a uh, that's a good life. He, he's all well for Talk about sports. Then immediately donated like 20 million dollars after signing his 130 million dollar deal whatever that was from that was a that was Band-Aid. that video has so many views that was an awesome video i watched the entire thing all 17 minutes of it want to get some uh, trivia yes right after i rake one of my own receivers over the coals uh i forgot Uh-oh. to get into this guy So play pool. Um, yeah did you see day. that video that he posted after yeah Wayne I mean, Haskins
1: Yeah, listen, I'm never going to tell somebody
0: how to react to the death of a close one. That was absurd. And now, I, of course, I was not going to jump on Twitter no, and go. Geez, no, no. I, I was not going to criticize him on Twitter because. Right. Uh, to, well, this the only reason was because I would get completely outnumbered. And that's that's why. But I saw he had like. You can always tell the approval rating of a tweet based off, especially one that gets a lot of buzz, based off of the retweet to quote tweet ratio. And he had about, a, last I saw, it was about a nine to one. He had about 9,000 retweets and a 1,000 quote tweet. That's a good ratio for him. But who on earth is pulling out their cell phone to give a live reaction to the death of someone close to you just imagine and i know it's a completely different setting when you're around people imagine being in a room and someone comes in and says guys i have bad news and in the middle of everyone's live reaction you decide to pull out your cell phone how big of an idiot you would look like that was this guy and i've i've I've, and i have defended him and juju a little bit like I, I know that social media is something these guys do. It's not just who they are. I don't. I don't think that just because, you know, Taylor Luan and Will Compton do a podcast, they don't care about football. Or you know, Juju does TikTok, so he doesn't care about football. But how, how, like, how social media centered do you have to be, for you? I, I think about the, the fact that he was also driving and that he's like, he's um, he could barely see because he's crying and then all of a sudden he's like i need to take out my phone right now and let everybody know and completely pulled the pr move of saying you know he he tried to lean into the the you know the he didn't say this but you could tell that he was angling with the the men's mental health angle where he was saying uh because his caption had to do with about men being willing to be vulnerable something like that so he protected himself but I the cynic in me says that he came up with that caption after he already recorded that video, not before. So I think that that was just I I think it makes our entire generation look bad. And you can argue whether or not it's justified to suggest that we're all just we're all caught up on our phones and all we care about is, you know, how do we look on social media? What's our imaging or what? You know, I gotta you, you talked about everybody jumping in and trying to compete for who can be the most sympathetic. Um. Well, whoever was in first place just got completely laughed. Are you shitting label. me? Who? <laughs> what happened with the Guardians? Tyler Naquin just hit a tying home run. Oh my god. me! What? What are we? What's going on here? That the Tyler. Hey, the, the revenge game is already. We got two revenge games going in Cleveland tonight. What in the world? We got the Tyler Naquin revenge game, and then we got the Kyrie oh, no. revenge game. I know, this I know, is bad not news. Listen. I don't need point being <laughs> point being um this is a bad look for our entire generation honestly uh, i'm i'm also not trying to be dramatic i'm just trying to be serious like the whole reputation of all, like we're also focused on our phones and we're not you know we're we're all living in a virtual reality and stuff like he, that looked so that looked so weird and i was initially hesitant to say anything because one, we're in Buckeye country, so I don't want to, I, I don't want to say anything, you know, th- that'll upset Buckeye. And it, it was the day of too that I was texting about this with my friends, and I was like, I got a hot take coming in, so I, I gave everybody the little warning, you know, when you're gonna, when you're gonna send something that might ruffle some feathers. So I gave <laughs> them the warning, and then I, I said like, this is one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. And then people were starting to agree with me, so it started to give me a little bit more confidence. Like, oh, okay, maybe you know, maybe I'm not the only one. Maybe other people see it this way, and it appears that you also see it this way. That was so, like, out of touch and just, I like, I I genuinely do not think that Chase Claypool was trying to make that all about him. But no. if, if you dive into the details of, like, he actually pulled out his phone to record himself so he could post that on social media so he could add his contributions to, as you stated, the competition to see who could be the most empathetic and to see who could be the most heartbroken about it. Um, he decided that the best way for him to, to uh, grieve was to show everybody that uh, – he basically just sprinted the last mile of a marathon while everybody else was jogging <laughs> at a Darren Ravel pace. Oh, brother. God,
1: I, I can't have... believe Tyler Naquin.
0: God damn <laughs> <laughs> no, Uh No, I'm not covering. Oh, oh no. That's a whole new problem.
1: It was 4 nothing when we entered this inning, and Shane Bieber had five no-hit innings entering this inning.
0: The Tyler – wow. Tyler Naquin. I mean, Shane Bieber it. didn't give up the home run, but – how many of his? How many of those runners were his though? Two. Um, Beachy Johnson to the transfer portal. Yeah, Chris Holtman needs to fucking
1: go. <laughs> this guy sucks. He stinks. I'm tired of hearing about this guy. Although everybody, Bad Mod talks is going to lead Butler to 300 championships. <laughs> and it's going to be. I mean. Is there anybody out there? Is there? Are, are there any great Ohio State basketball players out there that want
0: to coach us? Um, Greg Oden. Are there any Although. good? Yeah. <laughs> I, I do not recommend having centers as coaches. I know that that's a little bit closed-minded because, you know, anybody can coach, you know, that's, that's what we're all about. But um, I do think that, point guards probably make the best coaches because their entire game is about getting everybody involved and not just I see the rebound, I jump up and grab it, and then I dunk it over somebody. So, not saying that, not trying to question Greg Oden's intelligence, just, I don't think he grew up playing the game the way that you want, uh, that you probably want everybody to enter a game with that mentality. So, um, maybe Scooney Penn, possibly, who I think Mark is tired. working with, uh, well, if you, 100% approval rating there, uh, Columbus would absolutely love him. Yeah. Um, and Greg Oden would say on staff because those two are best friends. Oh so, yeah. That would be great. But yeah, this whole uh, the Chris Chris Holtman's so overrated. He hasn't made it out of. He hasn't made it to the Sweet Sixteen. Week. Yeah, he hasn't made it out of the first weekend of the tournament yet, and he sucks. He went from. He took Ohio State from a really bad place to a a decent place a de- pretty yeah, quickly. A manageable but, he, place. He, but he can't get out of decent. Yeah, no, at least he buys the students' canes,
1: though. That's cool.
0: Every year. Every yeah, year. Yeah, every year. And every the year we, I watch canes. my beloved Buckeyes go home early. Yeah, and um, I, I got it. I've. Let's see. I Michi's going to the transfer portal. Yeah. They just had Justin Malachi. Burnham, yeah, he went to the transfer portal. Although he sucks, so, so I don't really care but, about that. Ju- Justice Suing's coming back, which everyone was excited about that for two seconds, but. He didn't play uh, last year. I don't even really know what he did. But uh, yeah,
1: Liddell and Malachi Branham are gone. Michi Johnson. You can't let the best player in the state of Ohio when you recruit them leave the program, you just can't let it happen.
0: Yeah, and they had DJ Carton transfer recently. Uh, although, he was just a one-year guy. Yeah, he... Um, Seth Towns, he didn't really play. Yeah, he's had so many injury issues. So um, he's also, I think, a, a WWE intern. So I think that's a, a great idea yeah, for right. someone who has a history of injuries to then go get into professional wrestling. Um, That's great. But... um. Chris Holman's tremendously overrated, and this town is starting to wake up to that and the, it all started with a couple of years ago when they had that January where they went 0 and eight and they lost oh, to everybody in the conference so and, and they were I think leading up to that point they were they had reached number two in the AP poll so they their pre yeah. their preseason is what I call it because I, I don't start paying attention to college basketball until the conference games start. So, when they when they're blowing through like, I don't know, Marquette or Providence or whoever. Well, Providence is actually good this year. Yeah, well they did this year. Yeah, they beat Duke. But I don't I don't know. All the non-conference games where many of the many of the opponents are bad, I don't really care about it. So we they did make it to, to all the way up to two in the AP poll that year, but had a horrendous. January. Then the next year, they did almost the same thing. It was just slightly less bad. But I don't know. This city's starting to wake up to Chris Holtman being tremendously overrated. I know that he had a really good first impression, but he hasn't really progressed since then. So uh, his seat's going to be a little bit warm next year. And now with basically no roster to speak of, uh, at least that's returning from uh, this season, uh, it's going to be difficult for him, but. I'm actually – I'm kind of more intrigued to see what Thad Mata does at Butler next year yeah. than to see what Chris Holman does. I think it's actually more interesting.
1: I, yeah, I, I've been on this Chris Holman when they lost to Oral Roberts last year, that's when I started my, like, okay, Chris holman has got to do something. Like, yeah, recruit – He he's gotten a, a couple of good recruiting classes. The number They look good on the recruiting websites and everything. But they're just not playing. They're just not good with them. They're they're better than the last few years of Thad Mata. But, I mean, the last few years of Thad Mata, they occasionally won a tournament game every now and then.
0: Yeah, these aren't as bad as the Amir Williams days. And I, I do understand entirely why Thad had to go. Because he had just completely... lost it yeah he lost it but and I I, if that wins a bunch of championships I don't think it's going to be well first of all he's not going to do that at Butler but if if he makes a run and maybe he makes an elite eight or something and you know catches fire in the tournament I don't think it's going to necessarily mean that oh they never should have let go of him I really don't think that the Chris Holtman era here has anything to do with whether Thad succeeds or not at Butler. I think they're entirely separate, but it would, there's no doubt, it would add a little bit of salt in the wound to see that somehow Thad Mata corrected himself before Chris Holtman did. And Thad Mata wasn't even coaching for however many years. So that would be rather disheartening. Look it up there. I'm kind of hoping they play each other next year. Basketball. Let's see what we got. Presented by Roosters. Roosters I like their pizza. No events.
1: I've never had their pizza. I've only had their chicken and every time I hate it. And I keep telling myself, why do you keep ordering this? Mm Mhm. Men's basketball 2022-2023 schedule.
0: Are you a Hot Wings guy? Love hot Hot Wings. Gotta be hot. I had a feeling you don't seem like the type of guy who messes around with wings. You uh-uh. seem like you just I get straight it. to the point. Yeah, listen, wings are my thing.
1: Um, wow, well, they really just don't have the schedules for next year. That's stupid. Oh, I forgot we were supposed to play Kentucky this year. Oh, yeah,
0: and then COVID beat it out.
1: Yeah. Man, we had a stretch where we beat Duke and Wisconsin in the same week. How about, or the same two weeks.
0: That's pretty good.
1: Yeah, Ohio State basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very glad. I'm very happy with the relationship I have with Ohio State basketball. I will root for them when they're good. When they're bad, I just ignore it.
0: Fairweather fandom, you can't
1: be in it. Listen, if if that if that makes me a fairweather fan, then I am the most fairweather fan of all time. Who who cares? Who cares how other people be a fan? That's my favorite thing on Twitter. Whenever I like do like some sort of sarcastic like dig at my own team just to rile up the people. It's like, you're not a true fan. I'm like, who cares? What? What Do you think that was going to, like, hurt me in any way?
0: Yeah. Do you really think your little jokes are going to hurt me, Twitter?
1: Exactly. Anyway, trivia. Yes. Uh, right. Before we – yeah, actually, never mind. Uh, let's get right into it.
0: Would you like to go first? I will. Um, I have a question – this one is either going to be really easy or impossibly difficult. And there's kind yeah. of a, a question within the question here.
1: Stephen Kwan's up just alerting the people. <laughs> 10 which, for 14 on the
0: season. Which major U.S. sports owner was Bill Gates' best man at his wedding? Oh, geez. Current owner? Yes. Dan Schneider. I uh, uh. Um, well, he's the, yeah, he's not gonna be an owner for very long. No, he might be. A, he might not be a free man for very long. Um, <laughs> well, actually, actually, he's not an owner now. His wife took over, which means that he technically doesn't own the team, which means he technically does. So it's like a Jerry Buss situation. Uh, yes, except I'm pretty sure um Dan Snyder's not allowed to own his team, so he just says, "All right, my wife owns the team now."
1: Yeah, and that's his but way. Uh, sure.
0: Yes. Uh, that's a bad call, Blue.
1: Um, his best man at his wedding. So he's from Seattle, or he's from that area. I think he's from the Northwest. Bill Gates. Oh, it's um, he owned the Seahawks and the Trailblazers for some reason. Um, can't remember
0: his name. Oh no, is it Steve Ballmer? Gosh darn it, dude! You were about to say Paul Allen, and then you switched
1: was. up. Yeah, it, I, I was trying to think of like, okay, what is what what, what does
0: he do? Steve Ballmer. I remembered
1: Microsoft. And I'm like, oh
0: yeah, uh, yeah. Well, that that was the question within the question: was which NBA owner used to work for Microsoft?
1: Hmm.
0: Although considering I thought Paul, Allen, see- I thought Paul Allen was
1: part of Microsoft.
0: He was the co-owner or co-founder of Microsoft, ah. and then eventually – actually, I, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, Paul Allen was the co-founder. Yes, it was he and Bill Gates, and then although Microsoft – bomber joined Microsoft still very, very early on. He actually joined – uh, he was the 30th employee of the company, so he was still very early mm-hmm. in Microsoft. So both of them um, did make it. So I, I want Steve Ballmer to show up on Shark Tank. He has a he, he has a lot of energy, as we saw during the the Kawhi Leonard and Paul George introductory press conference, uh, where he was basically losing his mind up there. But <laughs> yeah, he was. I uh, yeah you. You were about to get it wrong, and then you got it right. That's I That's how, you think, how these things go. <laughs> okay. College football.
1: Since yes. the Big Ten championship game started in 2011,
0: two teams
1: are a perfect 1-0. and Name them. Um,
0: oh, my gosh. It was um... – well i was going to say it's either nebraska or wisconsin from 2011 and then i realized that wisconsin um has been there Certainly many not. times
1: has been there
0: many times since then um, i will confirm for you All right, not northwestern obviously um, a perfect 1 and 0 i think michigan state's made it multiple times which makes me lean away from them um were they – oh, wait, no. They they can't be there multiple – well, they were there multiple times, but they aren't one out because they beat Ohio State, and they also beat Iowa. Alright, So this is – I've crossed off a lot of teams in my head, but – It's not Rutgers, I'll tell you that. Yeah. um, I can't remember if Nebraska won the opening – Big Ten championship or not? Um, because whoever it was, I, I think it was Wisconsin because they were the th- the number three seed in their own, um, I guess, division. Because Ohio State and Penn State were both suspended. <laughs> so all right, uh, we'll keep Nebraska on the shelf. That that's an idea currently. Um, oh, okay. Uh, Michigan's certainly one of them. Because I had completely forgotten that they had never made it before then. So we got Michigan. And we're going to do a quick run through. Illinois, Indiana, Purdue, no. Um, Uh, Not Rutgers. No, Minnesota wouldn't have won it. They almost got there one year, but they definitely didn't win. I'm going to say – oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, it's Nebraska or Penn State because Penn State made it, and they played Wisconsin. And um, that was a really good game. You know what? I'm going to say Penn State and Michigan.
1: That was correct.
0: Oh, boy. Nebraska I, lost that game. They got I smoked. Was, yeah, I, it was like 60 to 20 or something. Yep. That, was a, that was close. I was almost – I was leading Nebraska for a long time. I almost just went for it. But alrighty. This one is going to be uh oh, this is our Barry Bonds related question. Hmm. All right. Outside of Barry Bonds, name one major league baseball player ever to have played at Arizona State.
1: Jason Kipnis.
0: Yes, he is one of them. Um the uh the question was main, mainly directed at Spencer Torkelson, but I – uh I I forgot about him. I did not realize until I just had this list in front of my face. Literally right after I asked that question, I saw Jason get Mrs. Damon and was like, oops, this is a bad question. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I so – I don't know why that
1: popped into my head, but I couldn't – I was trying I, – I thought I was dead when you said that because I don't know shit about college baseball.
0: Neither do I. <laughs> um.
1: So, oh, back to college football, who is the right. longest tenured head coach in power in the power five? Um, their team is currently in the power five i i I'm just clarifying that
0: oh okay um, okay I don't think Bill Snyder coaches at Kansas State anymore, otherwise I would have said him um, oh. Boy, uh, ooh, okay. Gut reaction, just instant. Maybe first name that came to my head. Well, not the first, obviously, because I just said the first. Kyle Whittingham is on the board. He's been at Utah ever since Urban left. Um, are there any other people? It would have to be somebody who would be. Good, but not great. I don't think it's going to be someone who's at like this. Like, I don't think it's going to be like a, a Nick Saban level guy where I just completely forget. So uh, it has to be at a school that's good, but not awful. So I, you know what? I really don't think I'm going to come up with a better answer. So I'm, oh, uh, whoa. uh-oh. Pat Fitzgerald just came to mind. Those two are right around the same same no Pat Fitzgerald. Kirk Ferris just came to mind. Dang it. Um I- I'm gonna say Kirk Ferris has been at Iowa longer than Pat Fitzgerald's been at Northwestern. So now it's between Kyle Whittingham and Pat Fitzgerald. Um I'm sorry, Kyle Whittingham and Kirk Ferris. Um man, if, if those guys are the top three, that'd be bonkers. But uh I'm gonna say I'm going to say Kyle Whittingham.
1: You almost had it. Kirk Ferentz. Gosh. I—I I, That was a question. Like, if he doesn't say this name right away, I don't think he's going to get it. I don't think you're going to remember who Kirk Ferentz is.
0: Uh, I don't even know. But, gosh darn it, man, that was a good – It actually a good... just recently
1: changed because it was Gary Patterson.
0: I did think of him, but I, I knew he wasn't at TCU, but I couldn't remember who – or, or where he went. I think he just... Did he resign? He just retired. Yeah, he resigned. Huh. Well, isn't that something? Um, all right. This is going to be, I think, a hard question. But it's baseball, and you know baseball. So, I uh, certainly do. In the 2018 NLCS, all right, we had the Brewers and the Dodgers. Correct. The Brewers had three pitchers start between those seven games, they had a three game starter, a two game starter, and a two game starter. Who was their three game starter in that seven game series? Oh boy.
1: Who was in that rotation? See Corbin Burns was there. Fucking sorry, Brandon Woodruff comes to mind, I don't think he ever started, but he had to have started. Um, Wade Miley was there. This is the problem because Milwaukee went with a lot of openers that year.
0: Uh, they they did have multiple games where the starting pitcher didn't go any more than two innings.
1: Right. It's between Burns. Wade Miley, and Brandon Woodruff. Was Wade Miley there? Uh, I'm going to say Woodruff just because I know he was big in that playoffs, but I don't
0: feel great about it. Well, he was big because he did hit a home run off of Clayton Kershaw uh, in that playoff. But um, despite pitching 9.1 innings, which was the second most on the team, Brandon Woodruff did not start a single game. Uh, it was hmm. three games from Wade Miley, two games from Yulish Shasin, and two games from Gio Gonzalez. I don't even know who the other two were. <laughs> oh, you never heard of Gio Gonzalez? Totally. He was an all-star once upon a time. Huh. So, what, well, it's two to one? We both got two, right? Yes. And the series is tied three to three, by the way. So, this is a tiebreaker in the series as well.
1: So, right. this is a, a big oh, I tribute. I my
0: final question. I forget. Um, college
1: basketball oh okay name I'll give you one of the teams because it's part of the question name the four final four teams the year Louisville won the championship well we watched when Louisville won the championship they didn't actually win it as per NCAA
0: gosh darn it name okay. the final four that year is what I'm trying to say
1: Outside, I t- name the final A- three
0: Man, if this were any year sooner, shoot. Because I've actually been studying this, but I never, ma- I didn't make it all the way back to that year yet. Okay, Trey Burke's Michigan team who beat Kansas, so I can't say Kansas because that was the that was actually a great game between Michigan and that Kansas. Was. I think it was in the, the Sweet Sixteen or something like that, or maybe the Elite yeah, Eight. But that was the Elite that, Eight. Ben McLemore versus uh, Trey Burke. That was a great game. Um, okay. Louisville and Michigan. Oh, this was right around the time that Florida was a 1C one, one year with that like that power forward named Patrick Young, but it was like Patrick with a C and not a CK. Um, I don't know if they would have made a Final Four, though. Let me see. What are we... I mean i c- well I just pick a blue blood i guess the odds are one of them here <laughs> um let's see North Carolina or Duke which one do I want um third i think this is I'll give you two guesses just because you
1: have to give me multiple answers
0: um, wait two but i i have two spots two official there. two official responses I should say. Okay. Um. Well, would Michigan have beaten Duke in either case? No. I, I'm gonna say I don't remember Louisville or Michigan playing Duke. I, well, to be fair, I don't remember them playing North Carolina either. But I'm just gonna. Uh, I'll say North Carolina's one. That and yeah, that'll be an official guess. And then oh, uh, we might have a weird one. Might might this have been the VCU season? No, because VCU beat Kansas, and Michigan and <laughs> VCU cannot both beat Kansas in the same tournament, because that's not certainly how this works. It um, certainly isn't. We might have a weird one, but I can't think off the top of my head who the weird one would have been. Um, so I guess I'm st- uh, stuck picking another well, – I already said North Carolina and Louisville, so I can't say Syracuse, because we can't – what do we do? Have three ACC teams? No. Uh, oh, hey. Uh, Kentucky's a pretty safe bet most years, so I'll say uh, Kentucky.
1: No, you got uh, one right, and it was Michigan. Michigan I'll give you that yeah. one. They played in the championship game. All
0: right, you give me one, and let me see if I can get the
1: fourth. You did get. You did say it. It was Syracuse. Is one of them. Oh. Um, and be, I'll give you. I'll give you another hint because I'm nice. The other one oh. is a little bit of a weird team. Okay.
0: Oh. Oh. Gosh. Darn it. Is this the Shockers?
1: It is the Shockers.
0: Okay. Because here, here's why I know this. It's because the Be um, yes, but they also beat Gonzaga in the second round, and this was the only year we we had some school fundrais some school magazine fundraiser thing. And for to contribute, we got Sports Illustrated for a year, and Sports Illustrated had these covers that had Victor Oladipo, Michael Carter Williams, and Kelly Olinick And so, Syracuse made it to the Final Four with Michael Carter Williams, and then I remember Kelly Olinick's Gonzaga team didn't even make it out of the first weekend. Wichita State, the nine seed, went and went all the way to the Final Four. Dang it, That was a good one.
1: That I know. Was a I, good one. That year was setting up for Ohio State and Michigan in the national championship game in the Ohio State blew it. <laughs> hey,
0: well, As they usually do better. in the tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it makes you can feel Can you name better. one person on that Syracuse team? Michael Carter or Williams.
1: Wichita's, uh can you name what one- Michael Carter Williams? Did he go up to Syracuse?
0: Syracuse, yeah. Huh. Um, can you name one player on Wichita State? Ron Baker, um, there was oh, there was one other. He had Cle Anthony yeah, early Anthony Cle Anthony. Yes, but he yes. Um, I have. I think their coach stayed after that. Like I, I, he didn't take a bigger job. I think their coach just stayed after making was it the final Shaka four. Not shock smart. No, he was VCU. That was uh also black and gold, but a different black and gold. I can't remember went, name. his name. He went VCU to Texas, and then Texas didn't go well, so he went to Marquette. Mm-mm-mm. All right, I'm losing. I'm losing the series. I all I needed was all I need you to. If you just remembered Paul Allen's name, you would have said him, and you know that too. I I was saying I knew the last name, couldn't remember the first name, and
1: then I just ended up on Ballmer.
0: Gosh, darn it! All right, um, I'm losing a trivia. I'm losing four three. Um, that's all right. I'll get I'll get my mind right and come back and tie the series later. Uh, I'll, we'll, we'll be back next week. Um, hey, Cavaliers might make the playoffs. We'll see. Uh, we're going to talk about. Well, They're already week. locked in. They played nah, the in the playoffs. I, I disagree. I disagree. Um,
1: <laughs> I, I disagree got, with
0: your disagree. Yeah. We, uh, we're going to talk about the NBA playoff next week. Uh, the NHL season is coming to a close, so we are going to be one week closer. We're going to be very close to DJ's beloved NHL playoffs. Those are going to be coming that's right. very soon. Um, and we'll have uh, another, another Quan update for you since uh, things have been going so well. Grounded so, out his last time. <laughs> but did he swing and miss? He did not. And that's all we care about. All right. Uh, we're going to be back next week. Uh, it's it 's playoff time and we're we 're going to be dangerously close to the n f l draft my goodness so great shows coming up over the next couple of weeks and uh we will i 'll get my uh my tie back for the uh for trivia so all that and more and uh everybody take care Kate.